today's episode is sponsored by wearing a mask on a bus. Because you can have your own lip sync battle and no one will ever know. <laughs> I do think that is perhaps the advantage of, um, you know, one of the few positives of this situation is now I can mouth insults to people. Yeah. Uh, in the supermarket, and they'll never know what I'm saying. I was I was on the bus. This is where I I got this from. I was on the bus on the way home today, and uh, I was just lip syncing away to Fallout Boy and My Chemical Romance. And whereas I've been using that power to call people uh, wankers in Sainsbury's without them knowing. Yeah, someone walks past with a mask under the nose, wanker. Wanker. Someone when you when you get to someone when you get close to someone and they talk to you they literally pull the mask under the chin yeah and it's like wanker. Um, one thing I did notice though is you can't play air drums at the same time because they do notice that. Yeah, that's a giveaway. Unless you had some sort of um, hand mask, you know, colloquially known as gloves, <laughs> really big gloves. Hand masks, love it. <laughs> hello, hello. Now, I'm over here this time. Welcome to the Procrastinating Platypied Podcast. This week, it's more penis, more foul mouth parrots, and more of your questions. Enjoy! It would give um, a different flavour to the lip sync for your life battles on RuPaul's Drag Race, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, if you to wear masks. I mean, Valentina would be ecstatic. I'd like to keep it on, please. Yeah, yes, yes, yes someone, you can. When some anti anti masker like says to me, "Remove your mask," I'll just play them that clip. I'd like to keep it on, please. I'd like to keep it on, please. What's that? Two straight men that watch Drag Race and enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I just enjoy it ironically. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> Drag Race is life. <laughs> episode 20 next week and we've got something special planned for next week we do have something special planned for next week uh so more about that at the end probably um but yeah next week going to be a special one looking forward to it relating to next week's podcast you wanted to send an email yes it's about time um we replied to pete or rather got cecil to reply to pete pete from a couple of episodes ago that sent us a transcript Mm-hmm. Pete and Pete's AI. Yeah, we didn't um, reply to him. No, no, we're going to do that now. So I'll just get set. Cecil! Cecil! Huh? Come on, planet seat. Come no. Put the hoover down. Come reply to this email. Right, okay, Cecil. Take a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. <laughs> okay, so, hi, Pete. Thank you very much for the transcript. It was very well written. Open bracket, transcripted to the highest degree, close brackets. Unfortunately, we already have someone to, tra- to transcribe our podcast, and though he's not as good as your AI, he gives good hugs and we'd hate to replace him. Uh, we hope you're still alive and your AI has not risen up against its master to wreak havoc on our world, ultimately leading to the extinction of the human race and requiring elaborate time travel action heroes in order to rid us of its evil. Thank you again for your email. Can regards, Cecil. Yeah. Happy. I like that. Happy. I'm afraid we are once again discussing uh, the wonderful world of penis. Penis! <laughs> Which is a musical coming to the West End in 2023. <laughs> the wonderful world of penis. <laughs> Starring Tom, Johnny, <laughs> Cecil, 
<laughs> and a duck. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I feel like we've strayed too far from the platypus for too long. Okay. So, I wanted to start pulling us back towards our roots. You know, let's go back to classic Platypi podcast material. Yeah. Let's go back to what we know. So, in an effort to, to bring us closer to that, we're, we're looking at the platypuses, pieces, pies, platypi, platypies, closest relative, which is, of course, the echidna. Yes. You may remember from our last episode... Uh, we discussed the amazing qualities of a duck peni. Yeah. This week, we are discussing the qualities of echidnas. Echidnas peni. <laughs> Echidna penises. Echidnas peni. <laughs> We've peaked. It is I, echidnas peni. Echidnas peni. That's, oh. the, that's the Latin name. I've just literally the picture on the link that you sent me has just popped up. Echidnus peeny maximus. Echidnus peeny, yes. Definus maximus. So we we are looking at the echidna, uh, which as we know is a monotreme like the platypus. I'm never going to get this picture out of my head. (laughs) It's a pretty special picture. So echidna penises, echidna peni, has... Four heads. Four heads. Not a forehead. No. Heads. Four heads. T- to clarify, it has a, a shaft, a single shaft, and then it has atop that shaft four discrete uh, heads of its penis. Not heads in like faces. It hasn't got like <laughs> four faces. That one's called Gary. Hi, yeah. <laughs> I'm Gary Penis. Gary Penis. Rotates. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm Greg Penis. Okay, so the penis have four heads. Only one is active at a time. Bit like one of those Nerf guns that rotates. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to see the Argos advert for that. <laughs> New Nerf Echidna Penis. <laughs> yeah, lock and load. <laughs> New rotating penis technology. <laughs> Shoot four loads in under three seconds. <laughs> four loads? <laughs> it's like a super soaker. <laughs> yeah. Got to pump the pressure up, you see. Got to pump the pressure up. <laughs> and then release the release the, the four loads. Yeah. This is an article from iflscience.com, and this is about, this is a bonus fact, females will mate with lots of males, and to ensure the best chance of reproductive success, the sperm bundle together like a comet in order to swim more efficiently. That's quite clever. Sperm comet. What's that in the sky? It's the sperm comet! Ah! <laughs> We're very lucky because you know this time of the year the sperm comet does pass very close to our atmosphere. <laughs> so if those amateur astronomers uh, get your telescopes, point it to the sky, and you too might see the sperm comet. So yes, uh, on the other article we've got, which is from unrealfacts.com, there is an attached image. Good God, it is a sight to behold. That is, it's insane, isn't it? Makes you feel a bit ill. Looking at it, I mean. Looks like Cthulhu. (laughs) I've just carried on reading. Thanks to the staff at Australia's 
Corumbin Wildlife Sanctuary, we've learned even more about this most unusual organ. With an overly exhibitionist echidna, staff discovered they could get it to have an erection simply by pressing down on its belly. With further encouragement, they were then able to get it to ejaculate. They wank it off a fucking echidna. Well, they just pressed its tummy and then went, come on, come on, come on, and then... I mean, to be fair, sometimes that's all I need, so, I mean, that's fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) It... It goes it goes on. So with further encouragement, they were then able to get it to ejaculate, which revealed even more peculiarities. Imagine that being your job. What, trying to say peculiarities? No, a uh, professional echidna wanker. <laughs> I mean, that that's an interesting thing to put in your CV. Can you imagine they do like, um, like a reality TV show? You know, when they go like on... BBC Two, you go around a fucking safari. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a little title card comes up, you know, Greg Simons, professional echidna ejaculator officer. Ah, oh, no, it'd be like if if somebody went on Mastermind and were like, what's your name? Tom. What's your profession? Professional echidna masturbator. And your specialist chosen subject, echidna penis. Echidna, echidna cum. Echidna cum. <laughs> echidna cum, echidna cum, echidna cum, echidna cum. A kid nakum, 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 a kid nakum. This is the rest of the podcast, by the way. It's just <laughs> yeah. uh, another 15, 20 minutes of us going, a kid nakum, 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 a kid nakum. It sounds like a northern saying. All right, kid nakum. Ah, a kid nakum. You know, when something's like either, you know, neither coming or going or things are a bit so so. A kid nakum. How's it going, Tom? A kid nakum. Oh, a kid nakum. A kid nakum. <laughs> I'm gonna start putting that into you know sentences when people start asking how I am. I'm gonna be like, I'm a kid come. Yeah, it's like um, the the French for so so is come si come ça. Yeah, exactly. The northern for so so is a kid come. Hey, a kid come. <laughs> so when a kid ejaculates, two of the heads close over. Yeah. This results in the ejaculate head now only two heads. Yeah. This was the first time ejaculation has ever been witnessed and recorded. What, in the whole of life or just <laughs> Apparently. a kidney? Or... <laughs> I'm not sure if I could you know, achieve climax with a bunch of doctors with notepads taking notes. Well, it sounds like a kidney's a horny bastard, so I don't think they care. Yeah, that particular. Knuckles, no, what are you doing? Knuckles, no! <laughs> Never going to look at Knuckles in the same way now. <laughs> Can you imagine that if that's the way humans ejaculate as well? If like we built up a cum comet, cum comet, and it all just boof came out as big as a fist. <laughs> this is reaching episode nine levels. This yeah, <laughs> and then males would know the pain of childbirth if we, you know, if we had to oh, ooh, ejaculate out. Uh, oh uh, no! Uh, you know, spunk no. fist. No, thank you. Now, this week's article is very, very recent, Um, 29th of September. This is in the Manchester Evening News, which is probably 
the most reliable. It is one of the more reliable ones that we've used. Parrots removed from UK Family Safari Park after teaching each other to swear and laughing about it. (laughs) Because they were all quarantined together, it meant that one room was just full of swearing birds. (laughs) A wildlife park has been forced to remove five newly adopted parrots from public display (laughs) after they started swearing at customers. Bosses at Lincolnshire Wildlife Park said they accepted the new flock of birds on August 15th. 15th of August, come on, we're not American. Um, The new flock of birds on 15th of August. And the group taught each other to swear while in quarantine together. Brilliant. (laughs) The the park's chief executive officer, Stephen Nichols, said the naughty antics made the staff laugh, which only encouraged the birds even more. Of course it did. But swift action... Which is a bird pun, so I appreciate I that. wouldn't call going from August 15th to September 29th swift. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Swift actually had to be taken after the parrots began shouting fantasies in front of guests and then laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> For the last 25 years, we have always taken in parrots that have sometimes had a bit of blue language. Every now and then you'll get one that swears and it's always funny. But just by coincidence, we took in five in the same week and because they were all quarantined together, it meant that one room was just full of swearing parrots. The more they swear, the more you usually laugh, which then triggers them to swear again. That's brilliant. Can you imagine, though, them in self-isolation? Like, what can we do? We can't go out flying. It's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I know. Hey, yeah. hey, Jim. Jim, come here. Do you want to hear something funny? Fuck. <laughs> it serves them right for quarantining a lot of parrots in the same cage as Danny Dyer. <laughs> or, you what, mate? You fucking yeah. what? <laughs> or Danny fucking Dyer. <laughs> That's what you get. I I reckon that'll make a good TV show, that. Danny Dyer quarantines with five parrots. Danny Dyer to swear and get a parrot. What fuck are you looking at, you little wing shit? What? Fuck off! <laughs> fuck off! Whoa, what are you looking at, little wing shit? What? Little ah, shit? Fuck off. Little shit? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh... Don't get me started on uh, the cockatoos he left with Frankie Boyle. Like... Some of the jokes those cockatoos tell. <laughs> God, they're, oh. they're, they're dark, you know. Oh. So, the parrots are African greys, which are very good at learning vocalisation from all sorts mm. of noises. Mm. Park made headlines around the world earlier this month after a video of Chico, a parrot at the park, was singing Beyonce's If I Were a Boy. <laughs> <laughs> If I were a boy, and then you got the new parrots in the back going, go fuck off, fuck <laughs> yeah. off, well, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, Beyonce. Someone needs to get these parrots Twitter. Get Cecil, get Cecil to round them up. He can teach them how to type. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear some of these parrots' takes on uh, current affairs, if you ask me. Oh, I'd love it. Ah, fuck. <laughs> what do you reckon is the funniest swear word for a parrot to say oh floppy cock (laughs) (laughs) floppy cock (laughs) that would be a good one can you imagine a parrot just saying uncomfortable words like moist (laughs) moist (laughs) moist (laughs) moist 
That'd be good. Five parrots in quarantine start saying uncomfortable words. Ah, moist. Ah, fucking moist. Moisty girth. Moisty girth. Ah, moisty girth. Polly, what's a fucker? <laughs> the sad news about these parrots is they've been put into separate groups. To discourage the behaviour. That's really sad. At least if they do swear, it's not as bad as three or four of them blasting it out at once. Until they (laughs) teach the parrots they are with to swear. And then you've got about 20 of them. (laughs) I don't think that's fair. They should keep them together. Like, clearly they've bonded over a mutual love of swearing. Of swearing, Uh, yeah. I can respect that. Uh, What they should really do is isolate just the five um, parrots into a separate room, perhaps call it like, you know, the blue room. That, you know, the you blue room! Yeah. <laughs> yes. To, you have to show ID to enter. And um, it's just these five parrots. And they're sat on like stools on a stage. And it's like a comedy club. Uh, I you love know, there's it. a bar that you can buy drinks from. You know, you can sit and just watch uh, these parrots... Um, swear. I want to go I'd, there. I'd buy a fucking ticket. I would, 100%. I reckon parrots would be very good at dealing with hecklers. Yes. Boo, you shit. Ah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would love to hear, like, a parrot deliver, like, a scathing, detailed takedown of a heckler. <laughs> yes. Boo, you shit. Fuck! People are paying to listen to me, not you. What? <laughs> Fucking wanker. <laughs> what? I've got the microphone, dickhead. <laughs> right, security, get him out of here. <laughs> Johnny, I have good news. What's the good news? We have a question. We have questions. Well, we have the questions from last week, but we have a new question. Oh, good. Should we go with the new question first? Uh, and no, we'll do the older ones first, I think. That seems fair. So first of all, we have a question from Ryan. Ryan asks, who decided we should work till about 65 before we can properly enjoy retirement? Chew on that one for a bit. Well, I'm going to chew it. And then I'm going to spit it out. I believe it was a bloke called Dave. Oh, I know Dave. Dave. Yeah, Dave. Dave. A kidna come, Dave. <laughs> what an idiot, Dave. Uh, no, in all seriousness, Ryan, I, I don't I don't think I have the answer to that question. Uh, but I think I know someone that does. Um, and his name is Carl. I suggest you give him a ring. <laughs> Second question comes all the way from uh, Mars. <laughs> Jake Mars, that is. Ah, I see. Whee! Question is, is the life on Mars? Is Yeah, we have a question for you. We're not answering your question. We have a question <laughs> for you. Is there life on Mars? And we're not talking about, like, nits or crabs or anything. Like, Is the sentient life on Jake Mars? Yeah. On Jake Mars. He should start up when this COVID, COVID thing is finished. He should start up like a like a pub or something. And they can call it the Mars Bar. Yes. <laughs> do it. Do it now. And we'll come and do weekly live podcasts. From the Mars Bar. From the Mars Bar. 
So, Jake asks, why do feet smell, but noses run? Well, Jake, it's science. Feet smell because they get sweaty and they let off an odour. And your nose runs because you might have a cold or basically the um, the tubes in your nose, I can't think what they're called, get congested. Um, and then when the congestion's kind of gone, it then needs to let all the shit out. So that's why your nose runs. Uh, I'm blessed, with thanks to my father, with quite a large nose. So uh, my nose less runs and more sort of saunters. You know, it's a bit more of like a, a jovial kind of gait. My feet do not smell. They 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 feel but they feel feelings like emotions. They feel guilt, embarrassment, uh, sadness, and, and and mainly shame. How are they feeling right now, Johnny? A, a little bit vulnerable as I am not wearing socks. Oh God, I've been naked. So we hope we've answered your question, Jake. Thanks for that. Thank you for your questions. We've got one more. This is from thirty nine minutes ago. I want to know about Cecil. What music is he into? What does he like to eat? Also, what does Cecil think about episode 9? Does he agree that it went a bit too far? <laughs> is it from Ganon? Is Ganon it is, it? yeah. <laughs> Either that or Cecil's gone and stolen her phone. So, Cecil is into early noughties emo music. <laughs> he has a tattoo on his left bum cheek of the um, Black Parade symbol. He also has, I'm sure he won't mind us telling you this, um, he also has a soft spot for Michael Bublé. Yeah, yeah, particularly around Christmas time. His Michael Bublé CDs playing on repeat in the office. He whips his Bublé out. He whips his Bublé out. What does he like to eat? Well, we, we give him bananas, but whether he likes them or not, I don't know. It's just what we give him. From received wisdom, I thought chips like bananas. We, we've we got to state, though, on a, um, on a Friday night, we let him have a takeaway. He normally has a banana kebab. Yeah. A doner kebab with banana on it. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. But he no. enjoys it. He does, you know, and if that's what he needs when he's chained to that typewriter, then fair enough. What does Cecil think about episode nine? Does he agree that it went a bit too far? I think we can all agree that um episode nine went a bit too far. You know, much like my feet, we are in we are in constant shame. I think I I need to I need to tell you something, Johnny. Mm-hmm. The material for episode nine. Yeah. I didn't actually find it. Cecil did. Do you think he was there? I think he might have been. Jesus. I know. So maybe he wanted the truth to be known. Maybe he did. No. Yeah. So, and now I think it's a good time, just as before we finish, to discuss what's happening on our next episode, Tom. Yes. If you cast your mind back to a few episodes ago where we received a transcript of our episode from Pete and Pete's AI, we've decided that for next episode, we are going to read it verbatim. So we're going to reenact episode 15 using purely this transcript. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's coming next week. If you have any last minute questions that you want to get into us, uh, Facebook at Platify Podcast. Twitter at Platify Podcast, email platifypodcast at gmail.com and we'll we'll get them answered for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much. We'll, 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 we'll kidna come you next week. Kidna come you next week. <laughs>